Welcome to Ministers Talking Sh**, a weekly program where Rev Briz and Rev Z and their guests chat about current affairs, world events, spiritual principles, and any old sh** they want to talk about. Based on the new thought philosophy and ancient wisdoms, Ministers Talking Sh** shares a visionary perspective of the evolving spiral called spiritual living. Join us each week as we explore the emerging paradigm of life on planet Earth and beyond. And hello again, dear video over here. And we have Z right here on the West Coast. All the, all the way on the West Coast. You might hear a little bit of background music in Rev Z's feed today as uh, he's uh, off being with his kids and, and playing college tour guide again, right? Is that is that right? Is that what's happening? Say that again. I said you're, you're touring. What are you doing out there again today? D visiting my daughter. So she oh, she moved out here after the after she graduated from the pandemic. And uh, so this is the first time we get a chance to see her. So pretty pretty right. cool. Good, good, good. Oh, I like hearing that. All right, folks. So it's Friday morning, and that means it's time for another episode of Ministers Talking Shit. Uh, now, you know that normally there's no no conversations out of bounds around here. Uh, and we, uh, however, we're calling today's episode Strike Two, because if you were with us last week, you know we were supposed to have a guest that got... Uh, got postponed and we're going to have to reschedule and uh this week we had something planned as well and uh that didn't quite happen the way as, as intended so uh, let's strike two uh, i trust we'll we're not going to schedule a guest for next week so there's no way we can have a third strike right uh so thank you for being with us folks uh so glad you're here and um well, we're going to start the we're going to start the morning with a prayer. We're going to start the the the, the program uh, by lifting up some people again today. Um, we could start every program on this network in prayer for someone that's lost their lives to gun violence and senseless gun violence and shootings. Um, yesterday morning, there's an experience in San Jose, San Jose, California. Um, our hearts, our prayers, our thoughts, our minds go out to everyone that's been in any way touched by that experience and that shooting. Uh, and as we unfortunately have to, we send our prayers to the shooter and his family as well. Uh, and something's got to break for people to get to the point where they set their house on fire, go to work and start shooting people. And um, so um, be with us if you would, if you're comfortable, if you're safe, shut your eyes, close your eyes, shut out the world. And just for a brief moment, join us in recognizing peace and knowing that there is a, a source of flow, a vibration of peace that radiates out around the, the cosmos, out around this planet, and that we may each be a, a vessel of that peace, a dynamic a demonstration of that peace. We send love and compassion and, and vibrations of peace to all the families and all the people who are touched by this event, no matter what side of the experience. We claim for all a sense of healing and a lifting up of consciousness as we explore the, the ideas and, and what comes next for these glorious families and 
and for America as a whole. I know there's something emerging, supporting life on planet Earth. Not the death, supporting the life and the lives that continue on. And so it is. And so it is, amen. So Z, here we are again. Like, okay, we got a, a bevy of things we can talk about, we could talk about. Um, it's... Uh, it's Memorial Day weekend, which is traditionally a very big travel weekend uh, normally. So let's uh, let's give you credit for being our man in the field, as it were, today. Uh, give us the travel update. Give us the travel report. Um, how are things out there right now? Well, you know, it is a from my perspective. I, you know, it's going to be a busy weekend. Um, I, I think they're expecting like. 37 million people to be traveling this weekend and um, it's you know at the airport yesterday last night rather flying out it was it was pretty packed I mean, it was busy um, and uh, you know a lot of people are going to be driving the gas prices are up uh, but you know one good thing uh, people seem to be of good cheer <laughs> um, it's probably because they're getting a chance to get out. <laughs> um, <laughs> although, you know, you, you, I'm sure people have seen at the airports the last few weeks, they've had all kind of fights and all kind of craziness taking place at the airports between, uh, you know, travelers. And it's just like, I didn't even want to look at it because I didn't even want to bring that to my field of consciousness as, as I was getting ready to travel. But, <laughs> you know, they're, they're, uh, we're trusting that people will stay as all those I saw yesterday uh, in good cheer and happy to be out and going to see family. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm out here checking out my daughter, her new apartment and stuff I haven't seen. She's been almost here a year now. And, uh, mm -hmm. you know, so, so far so good. Let, let's see how it unfolds. I hope the weather's great for everybody and uh, we can forget some of these shootings and some of these global conflicts and these, you know, uh, I don't know, these crazy ideologies that people are pushing about riots and <laughs> politicians and, you know, it, it, at some point you turn it off. It's just, it, it, it just sounds like a broken record in the background and it goes, why, why, why? And you're like, oh my God. Right. Yeah, <laughs> I hear I hear you there. It does get to a wah 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 stage of of nothingness. So it makes me think as I'm as I'm listening to you, it makes it jumps in my head that in some ways have we forgotten how to be with each other? Like, have we forgotten? I would imagine I know. It, forgotten how to be in a, in a large crowd. Forgotten how to be. Um, in a in a out in public when things don't go your way and and I think we're gonna see that uh, as everybody you know I, I heard uh, the term this the, the great reemergence right uh, kind of like yeah. the cicadas are coming back after eight seventeen eighteen years the cicadas are coming back and the humans are coming back too folks and some of us have most likely forgotten how to be with people. Some of us have forgotten how to be in public. So let's be compassionate. 
Um, and there's going to be people out there with anxiety around being out in public again and are going to feel disjointed or going to feel um, lost and out of touch. And it's this is the time, I believe, for us to be triply compassionate. compassionate. Yeah, because, you know, the, the, the one thing that uh, that was pretty apparent yesterday but there was a social awkwardness that people experienced or that I seem to, you know, experience in terms of my perception of people wanted to be friendly, but they didn't know how to do it. Uh, they, you know, when you're in an airport in a line getting on a plane, there is no social distancing. So you kind of, you know, I could see people physically kind of trying to shrink their bodies, you know, I try to be small or whatever. And you, you, you you could see there was a lot of mixed emotions, right? And and I'm sure, I, and myself included, you know, there's a little social uh, anxiety because you don't know how people feel. You don't know what their perspective is on the pandemic. And some places require masks, some places don't, some places, you know, people respect it. Uh, you know, and, and, and those who own vaccine in a lot of places can be without the mask, but who's checking, you know? Um, and, 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 you know, now, you know, of course, the science come in, well, it's going to be, you know, a police state now. Everybody's going to have to carry a card. And, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, so there's all these implications that are being implied and, and brought forth uh, along with all the other stuff. So social awkwardness and social anxieties i think are going to exist with us for a few minutes <laughs> right exactly exactly uh so again folks you know we believe that's this is the time for us to be really extra compassionate with our friends and our families and our colleagues and and everyone around us whether you're traveling and in an airport or whether you're out in the world uh out in out in the world Let's be more peace. How about that? Um, and uh, I can you know, see you've good got thing, one. And a good thing, a good thing, you know, is is about the travel coming back. Is that businesses are going to begin to come back? People are going to be, you know, last last night we got in and we were hungry and you know, so we had the only thing that was open was a, a, a shake and steak place. Um, you know, lots of people outside. And this was around, I don't know, 9.30, 10 o'clock almost. Mm -hmm. uh, people were out, you know, getting food. People were, she's even late like that. You see people out walking. So, you know, coffee shops. Uh, it's going to give people a chance to get back to some sense of security because they can find a job and some sense of, Right. community where they can begin to interact with people a lot of people a lot of people didn't say that but a lot of people were smiling under their mask uh, <laughs> you can tell <laughs> yep. which is a good thing <laughs> i do i have recognized that uh, we have learned to recognize a smile from underneath a mask I, I think that's pretty cool we have learned to recognize a smile underneath a mask and go ahead yep yeah, you know, and I was gonna say, you know, it's just it's funny how how we can adapt. I mean, 
we can we can under a mask where everything is covered that represents a smile you can begin to see it in the eyes and the, and the you know lines in the face and, and and amazing things that we can do if we just put ourselves to it and not have to go through a stressful situation to make that happen right exactly um as we're talking i'm reminded that uh it was just a short week ago last friday uh that in many ways you you were out of town but uh the the ministers here in Colorado had an event and we were all together and and the public was invited a big graduation type of event and uh and we were hugging again and, and I I flash back to earlier la or late last year when I was saying you know we sh we'll hug again don't worry folks it's coming it's not here yet but we shall hug again and like everybody was vaccinated and everybody on all the and it's like this spontaneous burst of hugging happened and and people are connecting again and you know while it felt really really good i got to tell you what felt better was the emails the next day from people i hadn't seen in quite a while that we didn't have a lot of time to connect but we had enough time for a hug and a hello and a how you doing and it's good to see you and glad you're out here and the email conversations the next day that reflected on how incredibly important that was and freeing it feels to be able to, to be cautious, right? Aware, conscious, but also back into the spontaneity of being people and being with people. Well, and that's going to be a key thing because if nothing else, I think that when people begin to get back in public, there will be a lot more aware and a lot more awareness going on because we won't know where people are. I mean, 12 months ago, I, I avoided you like the plague. Now I may, I may, I may run to you like, you know, soap and water. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's like, you know, we, we're going to have some social adjustments. Uh, and this weekend with the travel, it's going to be it's going to be good to see how this all works out when we get the get the final numbers of travelers, and hopefully, mm -hmm. God, we're sending love, light, and, and 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 protection to everybody over this weekend that we don't have any craziness going on, and that people enjoy being out and being with family, and being with friends, and getting out in nature, and all these things that will help us increase our awareness, which will by definition increase our consciousness. Because right. once you know something, there's no way not to know it. Um, exactly. Now you can act against it, but you, but you still know it. And so <laughs> the ability to raise consciousness to that level um, is going to be exciting. I mean, it is exciting. And so uh, if for those who are traveling, those who are going to try to go see friends or have a small gathering at the house, barbecuing, you know, some, some, some parties or whatever, do it responsible, do it safely, but do it if you can to, to, to begin to raise the vibration of the planet. I yeah. think it'd be a great thing. Exactly. So, you know, folks, we would love to hear, um, how the great reemergence is happening for you. Uh, feel free to drop us an email minister talk 
at ntmedia.org. That's minister talk at ntmedia.org. Um, that'll get to both Elzia and I, Reverend Elzia and I, and we'll have a chance to, uh, we'll respond to you. If you'd, uh, if you have a guest that you'd like to have us have on or potentially have on, <laughs> we're, we're going to get to have a guest on again. I promise. Um, if, uh, or if you have a topic you'd like us to cover something you'd like us to talk about, then just jump in, let us know, send an email, drop a comment in on a, on this stream or any of our programs. Uh, and we'll be happy to make sure that we, uh, we address that as best as we can. So, okay, Z, let's talk about the elephant in the room then, or the elephant on the planet. How I'll let long... you kick it off. <laughs> How long can we maintain peace in the Middle East? I, this, to me, it's pretty. I'm not here to try and draw rights and wrongs, um, Palestinian or Jew, um, Israel. Right. It. I think most intelligent people have a sense of what's at play and what's going on. We can draw. We could. We could frame this conversation from either side. Um, and, I, and I don't know that there is an answer to, I don't want to ask the question, what's it going to take for there to be lasting peace in the Middle East? I, I don't think that's the question. Um, I want, we were going to have uh, Laura Topper on today because she's been, really following some stories of specifically women that are working to bridge peace in the region uh, between Israeli and Palestinian. And I'd love to hear kind of your concept, your idea, your perspective. Um, what are we going to have to do to get true peace in that is it is it possible in our lifetime? Is that, is that a vision we've got to project out another hundred years still? Yeah, you know, it's 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 an interesting conversation. It's been going on since 1897 when the first Jewish state movement or whatever started happening in Palestine and West Bank and Gaza and that whole area. Um, and and the, in my mind, the ironic part about it is, first and foremost, the, the Jews and the Arabs are first cousins, right? They're, they're descendants of two brothers, um, right? You know they've been and, and and ever since that time there's been uh, some rumblings about who's who and what's what and and so you know when, when in my my little myopic opinion when you get to the point where someone thinks that they have the right to uh, annihilate right because that's what it seems like it is anyway I may be a little harsh on that but one group is trying to annihilate the other or subjugate the other because of some uh, statement of who owns the land. But there's enough land for everybody to live peacefully. And there's enough land for everybody to have jobs. And there's enough resource. Well, without all the bombings and destruction of houses and all of the craziness that's going on, there would be enough places for people to live and have, but yeah. we're destroying it and we're destroying people's lives. And, and I mean, I mean, this program, we try to put a, 
put a spiritual spin on things and look at it from that perspective. But when when God, the, the, the spiritual religious observation of things cause you to start killing people, then we need to make a checkpoint and say, OK, let's take a step back. Let's evaluate. Do we really know what God's trying to tell us to do here that, that we blow up? apartments in the middle of cities and we kill women and children or we send indiscriminate rockets over into commercial places on the other side and do the same thing i mean that doesn't seem to be godly to me that doesn't seem to be as as ernest says promoting life right at that point life is not prime and so we need to figure out first are we are we taking actions based on a, a, a slightly incorrect interpretation of a biblical a spiritual or religious uh, precept about who and how and what lives in a specific area. Uh, that would be my, that'd be my first take at that. Right. This is, this is the one that comes back to me and, it, and it's just like that. Come on. I know there's gotta be a way for us to all get along and the kids can do it. And it, appears there are women's movements working towards that sense of peace and um and it's all the big guys with the big guns i guess that need to keep swinging their big guns around that uh, i don't i don't mean to laugh but it's not funny um and you know we're not experts we know that we we know that there's not experts but we know that there is a spiritual solution to every perceived problem and that's and i want you to know that's where our work has been my work specifically and z and i have talked about this this is almost this is probably the most difficult conversation to have on the planet right now maybe next to abortion um the conversation around a woman's right to choose and because nobody's wrong and nobody's right there, this is a this is a place where everybody well I don't want to say everybody involved but that we have gotten to a point where this conflict it's not only that it isn't workable but it obviously does it doesn't seem like it can ever true there's never going to be an end to it there again can there be is it possible to have lasting peace between an Arab and Jewish nation? And, you know, I just saw a story where I'm not sure the all the details was just a flash across my phone where uh, a Jewish family, and I'm not sure how, but someone in this family donated a kidney to a Palestinian woman, um, a family, I think it was a woman. Um, but, you know, these kinds of human sacrifice uh, or, or human service acts if you will where someone gives up a kidney to help someone else who are supposed to be mortal enemies you know those are the kind of things that we need to see more of for people to say you know is it the people who really fight this thing or is it is it some political you know thing about some ideology at the top that's pushing this thing and 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 you know what we need to do we need to begin to connect more with people at a human heart level and if this pandemic haven't shown us that uh, you know let's hope we don't have to go through nothing crazy to make that happen let's just think we just hope we take the bait and say okay we need to treat people better we need to we need to be more open and honest and and yeah we're going to have differences and things 
but let's figure out how to way to either talk to them and resolve them or work with them or, or you know, allow the space for, for the contrast. But let's not kill people and destroy livelihoods and houses. And, and I mean, they're talking billions of dollars worth of uh, aid to rebuild that place. Yeah. Um, along with all the other billions that we got. I mean, pretty soon we're going to run out of numbers to talk about. It's going to be some crazy quadrillion, million, zillion, billion. We're going to make up numbers now because we got so much debt. <laughs> you know, it, it's... Um... It, it's tough. It must be tough for some people to see the possibility of peace in the region when, uh, let's be honest, folks, a vast portion, a, a good portion of the American economy is tied to conflict. A good portion of the American economy is tied to the fact that we sell a lot of guns to Israel. Um, and we sell a lot of guns all over the world that who knows whose hands they end up in as well. Yeah, that's that's the other. We could be very easily financing both sides of this thing with weapons and, and other support that um, there's again, there's going to there has to be a solution. And perhaps that's one of them is that the U.S. needs to take a, a position of uh, we, we no longer are the arms dealer for the planet. Uh, we are no longer the, I, I don't want to see us as the arms dealer at least. Well, and you know, you know, that, that, that was, uh, when you're talking about funding, you know, that's one of the statements that I forget. I know the president said something about, they want to send money over to Palestine and, uh, and to the whole region to, but you know, they want to make sure that the money doesn't get diverted to, to some other means, um, you know, and you know, and when is it going to take us to wake up and say, okay, we just had another mass shooting, which we, again, we send our condolences and heartfelt uh, love to those who've been affected. But look at that. That's because of some gun, right? Some some guns that were sold to people for it, 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 that in a military type of gun. And so now we, we, we're experiencing in this country as a one-on-one. I mean, even even in a place like London, right? If we're talking about guns, where where most people don't, that the young lady, 27 years old, who was a Black Lives Matter activist over there, got shot in the head. Now, it's I haven't heard the story. I think it was they said it was some some black guys who came to a party or something. I haven't followed the story. I'm, I'm tired of following all these stories. There hasn't um, been developments yet. But, I've heard of. but but again, here is a gun that is misplaced, and now we have some grieving by another family and people in this country in this globe in this world and we have to get a we have to get a better perspective and we got to figure out you know why do we have to have all these guns let's let's try to build some bridges let's try to share some love let's try to do something other than a gun at the first resort i mean we got more killings i i don't know what the number is but these mass killings in this country are outrageous right now we're not even at half the year over over 250 people have been killed in mass shooting, and we're not even talking about the injured who got physically injured and the heartfelt injuries that all these loved ones, children, wives, parents are having as a result of these senseless, senseless killings. Yeah, <clears throat> it's uh, we're gonna wrap it up here soon, folks, because if we go down this rabbit hole, we're gonna be here for a while. Um, but I saw I saw a film clip recently. I saw a video clip recently 
and it's a <clears throat> honestly it looks like a very minor fra uh traffic interaction it doesn't look like there was much and all of a sudden you realize that the guy sitting at the light in the pickup truck has got a gun and he's got it sticking out the window of his pickup truck and he's pointing it at the other car and then all of a sudden i look at it, i go shit i think i know that intersection and it's evergreen and it's the light off of i-70 on ever where you get off at evergreen so it for real quick for major interstate i-70 heading towards the mountains big sweeping turn and you get off and you take this big sweeping exit flyaway exit you cross over the highway you come down a hill a little bit and there's a stoplight i go through it all the time i'm there you know at least a handful of times a month very major texas so here like denver's colorado you can have a gun you can have it in your car you can have it on your hit you can point it out the window at people it seems Texas is pushing a law to allow unrestricted open carry. No license, no permit, no insurance, no registration, no background. Check. Just, hey, I think I need a, I think I need 12 guns and I'm going to wear them around my, and I can just, we are addicted. We're addicted to the second amendment in a way that I don't think is healthy. Um, so here's our challenge, folks. Who should we have on this program to have that conversation? Who is the most well, most intelligent person you know about gun control and gun legislation and or gun rights, uh, gun owners' rights? We would love to have somebody on this program that we can have a, a really deep conversation with about this proliferation of fear that's causing so many people to run out and put handguns in their pocket. Because I, 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 I digress. <laughs> yeah, because just one thing on that, I mean, it, that's going to be a crazy situation across this country and in the states and cities that allow people to carry guns. We will really go back to the wild, wild west, and 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 these numbers are going to going to look pale by comparison when, when if every. I heard there's like nine states already have that craziness going on. If we, you know, we, we talk about, and this is what doesn't get me is the second amendment folks, the gun rights folks, they say that, you know, we got to make it hard. Yeah. We got to make it harder for bad guys to get a gun. And it, and if we made it hard on good guys to get a gun, it, it would be easier for bad guys to get a gun. But this seems like it's, <clears throat> hey, who gives a shit if you're a good guy or a bad guy? How many do you want? I got a whole trunk load. Come here. I got a 76 Impala with a whole trunk load of weapons. What would you like today, sir? It, I think we've, I think we've gone, we're taking a giant step away from our good senses. Um, but we always know that there is a spiritual solution to these problems, if we open our minds and hearts and realize one another as brothers and sisters of one family, that we need to honor in a positive, uplifting way and not look to, to, to decimate somebody when we have a difference or problem. So let's just remember that as we, as we head into this weekend. <laughs> Amen. Well, there's my practice for the week, folks. 
I'll tell you, I didn't do so well on that one this past week. I'm going to work on that for doing better next week. Uh, in the meantime, we want to thank you for being with us. This is Ministers Talking Shit. Happens every Friday, 7 a.m. here on the New Thought Media Network. Uh, we're going to get out of here and let you get back into the rest of your day. Please do remember we've got a full, full day of broadcasting here on New Thought Media Network. Uh, media, uh, not immediately following, but uh, 8.15 Mountain, we go into morning prayer time together. 8.30, Rev Melissa with the morning sip. 9 o'clock is Rev Steph with Wake Up, Say Thank You. I'll be back at 9.30 with the uh, uh, Heart of Peace meditation. At 10 o'clock is Rev, Ste um, sorry, Rev Skip and uh, In the Flow. And wow, what a busy morning it is here on the network. So please keep on coming back. And we look forward to seeing you again and again and again. Until next week, peace and blessings. Peace and blessings. Great holiday. Enjoy the holiday.